Bags down, spikes on, welcome to the track. Hi, my name is Colin Waitsman. I'm going to be your host for this episode of Track World News, presented by Track Barn. And today we have a lot of stuff that went on this past weekend. Prefontaine, Shakari Richardson coming in second behind Elaine Thompson Hurrah, running a 10.92. Trayvon Brumell getting a statement win and a definite confidence booster. Michael Norman doing the same with a huge confidence booster for him in the 400. We also had the regional championships for the NCAAs where we saw Mike Mackay Williams or Mike yeah Mackay Williams running a 9.86 and how he might be the new favorite looking into making that end that work. Before we go any further, I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, Manscaped. Manscaped is taking over the grooming game with their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver ball deodorant, Crop Reviver toner, Performance boxers, and much, much more. Look, I've tried a lot of razors in my day, but the Lawnmower 4.0 is just different. Its ceramic blade helps reduce grooming accidents, LED light allows you to shave anytime, anywhere, and since it's waterproof, you can take it in the shower if you want. Manscaped really has everything you need, from ball deodorant to freshen up after a hard practice, to nose hair trimmers so you can look the best at your track meets. When shopping with Manscaped, use code TWN to get 20% off your entire order and free shipping worldwide. Show up to your next meet looking good, because if you want to be the best, you got to look the best. Now, back to the episode. World team for USA. So if you like all of that, looking forward to it, give us a like, subscribe, leave a review, a comment. All of that helps us know that you're enjoying what we have going on. Okay, so now want to talk about Elaine thompson Ara, the women's 100 and everything that went down at the Prefontaine Classic. So uh, this past weekend, we saw the women go up to, against each other in the Prefontaine Classic. Uh, it was a good race. Uh, every Everyone performed, uh, you know, well when it came to a competition standpoint. Uh, the winner, Elaine thompson Ara, with a 10.79. Shakari Richardson in second with a, a 10.92. Sharika Jackson, third with a 10.92 as well. Dina Asher-Smith, fourth with a 10.98. Tonisha Terry, fifth with a 10.98 as well. Uh, Tolu in sixth with an 11.07. Kambuji in seventh with an 11.11. Tania Daniels in eighth with an 11.13. And Brianna Williams in ninth with an 11 too. So uh, the story of this track meet and the story of this race really is we're going to be talking about the top two competitors here. So Elaine thompson Ara and then Shakari Richardson. So Elaine thompson Ara, uh, both of these athletes, they really kind of weren't in like the groove that we would normally or kind of expect them to be in, right? So usually when you, when you picture these two women sprinting, they run very smooth, very clean, and, you know, it doesn't have any, you know, struggle when they're running. But it looked like when they were running this race, they were kind of muscling through it a, a little bit. Like they were really grimacing and, and trying to push through and, and run a fast time. Uh, and I think it's that's fine. Like it's, it's kind of still early in the season. We have some time until we're going to have the world championships, which is happening in a little under two months now. And so uh, I, I don't 
think that it, it we're looking too much into it. It's more just the the results. Like I, I don't believe that the time mattered too much for for any of these ladies as much as the placement did for them. So Elaine Thompson Ra definitely wanted to get out and and get a win here with a 10 1079. Like uh you know her her getting a win over Shakari was massive for her as just like a look, I still got your number. I'm still better than you. You're not beating me uh, even if I'm not running at my very best. That's what Elaine Thompson Ra is getting out of this race. Uh, Shakari Richardson is getting out of this race. I'm, you know, I'm back. I'm still competing at a high level. Because if you remember last week, I was getting a lot of slander from people on Twitter and on Instagram and, and everywhere talking about how my comparison of Shakari Richardson to Shelly Ann, Shelly Ann Fraser Price was unwarranted. Everyone's saying you cannot compare Shelly Ann Fraser Price's bad start last year to Shakari Richardson's bad start this year because Shakari hasn't won anything and Elaine Thompson and not Elaine and Shelly Ann Fraser Price had won all this stuff. You can't compare their bad starts. But yet now in the second race of the year, they run the same times adjusted last year as this year. Um, Shelly Ann Fraser Price runs a 1086 in her second race of the year last season, wind adjusted to a 10-9, and Shakari Richardson runs a 10-9 here in her second race of the year. So right now, they're both trending in the same type of direction, two for two, on what their opening races were last year and this year. And remember, in the third race, Shelly and Fraser Price ran a 10-63. Could Shakari Richardson do that? It's a definite possibility. We know she has the talent to do, do 10-7. She's done it before. Uh, I don't know where she's going to be competing this weekend. I don't think it's really been released or it's been talked about too much. But if she is able to run a fast time, then I'm going to be, you know, looking at that as a, hey, everyone has their own kind of trend. And it looks like she's trending in the same way that uh, Shelly Ann Fraser Price was. So I'll be looking for all of those apologies that many of you uh, owe me. There's a lot of you on Twitter. I can't keep track of all of them, but you know who you are. Uh, so, you know, you can send that in a, in a text, in a, in a message, a DM, a comment, whatever you'd like. But I'll be looking for that uh, in due time. Uh, yeah, so like like I said, the placement here is going to be the most important thing. And that that lean between Sharika Jackson and Shakari, super close if you look at it. I mean, you know, when you're both running 10-9-2, you got to go down to the to the thousandth or whatever, you know, you know it's going to be that it's a really close race. But like I said, they're both kind of muscling muscling their way through this race. Um, and when we're looking at Shakari's race, uh, she had a few things that, you know, didn't go as expected or, or didn't go her way, which kind of leads towards, all right, if you can perform this well and these things go wrong, just imagine what's going to happen when these things go right. So, uh, Shakari, when she was running, her hair got in her way. Like, she she starts running, and you'll see it wraps around her left arm as she's running for her first two or three strides. Uh, so that could definitely, that's definitely impacting the way you run whenever you got something, you know, go wrapping around your arm. It's not restricting in any crazy way, but it's definitely a thing. And she was wearing a, a little crown, a tiara uh, during the race and that fell off halfway through. And so these are all things that are gonna impact you whether it's mentally or, or physically there. And so while they're not major impediments, like once you're racing and once you're an athlete at this level, the little things matter. Like all of these ladies are talented and fast. What comes down to it are what are the little things that you're doing? What little things go right? What little things go bad for you um, each way? It's the same in every sport. And so having you be able to run the 1092 and still have these things kind of go bad and mess up 
is good for you. Like it, it shows like, all right, look, if we're going to have these things ironed out, maybe we'll tie the hair back more or, you know, wear it in a different style. And so it doesn't wrap around your arm and Hey, maybe for the, the crown, we go without the crown or, or we secure it a little bit more, you know, than we do in, in, we did at the, the Prefontaine classic. So these are all learning experiences for, for her. And I think that she'll take, take a look at that. Like, all right, we're, we're running 1092 in our second race. We're beating big names like Sharika Jackson, you know, training partner, Twinisha Terry, Dean Asher Smith, like uh, this, the women who won the 60 meter indoors with Kambuji. Like, you know, you're, you're beating these names, uh, you know, Tania Daniels, who just makes teams like it's her job. Well, it is. So, you know, you're winning these, uh, you're beating these big time people. I think that's, that plays a good factor into, you know, how you're feeling after this race. So I think she has some good confidence, you know, coming in after this, obviously she wants to win. She's a competitor, but coming out, coming out here and, and being able to get a win is big time. Um, I loved her uniform as well. Like she, she was, had a bedazzled uniform, you know, crowns and everything like it to an otherwise very plain and boring uniform. Like she made it, you know, her own, like she's sticking out. It's just a red uniform that's boring and you're putting all of these you know sequence and and like studs and everything on it you're wearing these like little little things around your waist like that's cool like you're you're making it yourself you're giving your own personality which we need in track because all these uniforms look the freaking same and it's annoying to me so uh i'm, I'm excited that she's doing that little thing to to change it up as well but overall uh, i think both of these athletes are happy with with what they did in their own regards um and so i i'm looking forward to where they're going to be competing next um, whether that's in Rome or that's somewhere else, I don't know, but, uh, I think they're, they're both coming out of this, coming out of this competition happy, uh, with the way that they performed. Uh, up next, we're going to go to Trayvon Bromel. So, uh, Trayvon Bromel also, I think is coming out of this competition very, very excited. So, uh, Trayvon wins the men's 100 with a time of 9.93. Uh, Fred Curley got second with a 9.98. Christian Coleman got third with a 10.04. Noah Lyles in fourth with a 10.05. Uh, Letzile Tobogo uh, got fifth with a 10.12. Arian Knighton, sixth place with a 10.14. Kyrie King, 7th place with a 10.16. Kenny Bednarik, 8th with a 10.18. And then Andre de Grasse, 9th place with a 10.21. So, uh, like I said, uh, Trayvon Morell is definitely coming out of this race happy. Uh, of course, he would have loved to have run faster. A 9.93 isn't the fastest time in the world. But what is bigger for him is the competition that you beat. I mean, he mentioned in an interview after this race that for him, it was personal. And for him, he wanted to win because he's a competitor. He shows up and he doesn't just train to train, he trains to win. And so, yeah, everyone would like to run these fast times. Everybody wants to be the fastest man in the world and everything like that. But at the end of the day, this is still a competition. You know, you can throw 10 touchdowns, you know, and, and break these touchdown records, or you can score 90 points in a game and all of that. But if your team loses... Are you going to think about the the amount of points you scored more or are you going to care more about how, you know, the, the win that you got? I think you're going to care more about the win that you got. You know, similar similar thing. You go back to when LeBron James, you know, he was had the best finals of his entire career when he was in Cleveland, uh, but ended up losing to, to uh, you know, the, the Washington, not Washington, sorry, uh, Golden State Warriors. It's like, yeah, you, you you played your heart out, but you still lost at the end of the day. So I think that's what Trayvon Vermeil is excited about. It's like, yeah, 
I got a big win against some big names. Like these are people that are going to be at the USA championships. They're going to be at worlds. And I ended up coming out here and winning. So I think he's very excited about that. Um, looking into someone that might be a little bit nervous on, on what's going on. I mean, Christian Coleman, like, so a streak just ended with Christian Coleman that not a lot of people are talking about actually, no, a, a streak just ended with Christian Coleman that nobody is talking about. So Christian Coleman going into this competition, he is one of two men to go three straight years after first breaking 10 seconds in the 100 and never running it, uh, running a 10 second race three times in a row. Let me explain what that means. So back in 2016, Christian Coleman broke 10 for the first time. So that was what in August or no June of 2016, he breaks one, uh, 10 seconds for the first time since then up until this past weekend, he never ran a 10 point, anything, a 10, Oh, 10, one, 10, two. He never ran a 10 second race three times in a row. The only other person that can say they can do that for that extended period of time is Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt was able to do it for eight seasons in a row. And Coleman did this for three seasons. Obviously, I'm not including the times that he was out for the suspension. He had three active seasons in a row that he was able to do this. And no one else can say that. Like I said, uh, Tyson Gay can't say that. Asafa Powell can't say that. Maurice Green can't say that. Carl Lewis can't say that. Justin Gatlin can't say that. You know, none of, no, none of these sprinters have the ability, ability to say that. And he was in that elite club. And now he's going back down just like everyone else. You know, now he's with everyone else. He's taken off that pedestal of extraordinary consistency. And he's now back with every other sprinter. So um, I would be a little bit concerned uh, if I were him. Like, yo, I'm, I used to be this guy that, that runs nines like all the time. Like that was my, my thing. And now I've run three in a row in, in the tens. One, things that, one thing that is different from everyone else this year is that he does have the bye. So he doesn't have to peak in three weeks like everyone else does uh, for the USA Championships. He just has to be ready for Worlds, which is happening in, uh, like I said, a little bit under two months now. And so, yes, he's he's able to still train and he, he shouldn't he doesn't need to be ready to run nines in a few weeks. He's got to be ready to run it in, in a little over uh, a month and a half. But I'm still a little bit nervous, man. Like you used to be this guy that was super duper consistent and, and now you're not there right now. Uh, we're, I think we're going to have to see a sub 10 from him before he gets to the world championships. Like if he goes into the world championships with the season's best of a 10 point, anything, if anything, if it's a 10, Oh, whatever it is, I'm kind of concerned if I'm Coleman, because it's going to take a nine, seven to be able to win the world championships. And so if he's going into that with a personal best of a 10, anything, he's going to be in a really bad spot. It's going to be tough. I mean, there's so many athletes right now that are running nine eights consistently, you know, nine, nine sevens, or people that are just consistent in the low nine, nine. I mean, obviously you got the Trayvon Bromels, the Fred Curley's, the Lamont Jacobs, uh, you got the uh, you got the Omanyalas of the world. Like, there's a lot of athletes here that are running in those nine, seven, nine, eight ranges. And if you're going into the World Championships with a ten point anything, 
I think you're going to be really having to dig yourself out of a hole that I'm not sure if you can do in just three races there. So uh, I, if I'm Coleman, I'm really trying to, to get this thing buttoned up. Because you don't you don't like breaking those big streaks, you know. You want to stay in the the conversation with Bolt as long as you can, and you know having that drop off right at this time before a World Championship, not the best. So uh, he's got some time to 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 get back to it, but you know he's he's got to he's got to wrap up, uh, you know he's got to you know tighten that uh, tighten that ship up. So um, like I said, Trayvon Bermel, he's coming out of here ecstatic. The time wasn't what he wanted. 993 isn't crazy, but he was celebrating, you know, a couple meters before the line. He knew how much this, this meant to him and just being able to, to get a W against this field is, is a huge thing. Uh, like I said, it's a confidence booster for him. Is it going to mean a, is, is it going to mean anything if he can't perform at Worlds? Uh, no, but it means a lot that I think he's going to have a much better chance to do so because he has this, uh, this extra confidence for sure. So, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to be able to do, uh, up here. Staying on the men's sprinting side, we have Michael Norman. So Michael Norman, he ran a 43.60, uh, which is a, a big time season's best. It was a meet record for the event here, Prefontaine beating Michael Johnson's previous record, and is the world lead currently. He won, like I said, with the 43.6. Cronny James in second with a 44.02. Uh, Matthew Hudson Smith in third with a 44.35. Vernon Norwood in fourth with a 44.66. Jareen Richards in fifth with a 44.79. Michael Cherry in sixth with a 45.04. Isaac Makawa in 7th with a 45.35. Bryce Dedman in 8th with a 45.35 as well. And then Karani James, uh, oh, not Karani James, sorry, Kamari Montgomery uh, rounding out the, the field with a 46.04. So um, this is a big-time confidence booster, like I said, for, for Michael Norman. Uh, he, he had been coming into these competitions not really performing as well as he wanted. The Olympics didn't go his way, coming in fifth place. And so, like I said, if, if there's any athlete here that is coming out of this meet feeling the best, it's Michael Norman because he wins against a really good field and he runs a fast time. And those are the two things that you want. With, uh, you know, with Shakari Richardson, she ran a fast time, but she didn't win. Uh, with Trayvon Bermel, he won the competition, but he didn't do it in a fast time. Michael Norman has both of those with the 43.60 and with the uh, with the win here. So he's coming out excited um, of of how he's performing. He's still going to have to be able to do it and prove that he can you know show up during a championship setting because Stephen Gardner still exists. <laughs> like that guy doesn't lose. Last time he lost in a 400 was 20. 18 uh, or 2017 and so he's been running extraordinarily consistent in these races and he shows up in the big moments I can't necessarily say that for Michael Norman yet he has the talent he's one of the most talented 400 meters and talented sprinters that we currently have but he has shown that in those big time moments it has been a little difficult similar with Trayvon Bermel both of these athletes have shown that they have extraordinary talent and they perform, uh, you know, big time throughout the year. The one issue in, with both of these guys that we have seen had been those big meets. Uh, but I think this is a defining competition for him. This is a defining year with the world championships. If Michael Norman and Trayvon Bermel both perform, which I'm expecting them to do, at the world championships, 
then I think we can kind of kiss that old stuff goodbye of the, all right, you, you perform when it mattered the most. It was your, it was on the U S it was in the U S you were coming in with a lot of other talented athletes here before in the 100 where you have a, like a laundry list of athletes that could win this championship on the men's side, you broke, uh, you know, the, the streak of Steven Gardner. So you're, you're good there. If either of them or both of them can win, I think that's going to bode well for what it means for them for the rest of the year uh, and the rest of their careers. If, if they can get that win, that's a big, if though, like you have to be able to, to show up in these big moments. Uh, they have, like I said, they have the talent to do so, but will they actually do it? That's the question. Uh, up next, the last event, uh, and only going to briefly talk about this, uh, from the Prefontaine classic really cool with, uh, Jakob Ingerbritsen. So he had the best quote of the day. Uh, he was saying, he was asked, Oh, like, how do you feel that nobody really went with you when the pacer kind of ended and you were just kind of running by yourself? Cause he ended up winning by like a second. Uh, he said, uh, yeah, you can't be upset if people aren't, uh, better than you which is like, ooh, that's so cold. And I love that. Like, yeah, uh, I can't be upset that people didn't go with me in this this uh, mile because I'm just I'm just too good. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of true. Yeah, he, he won with a, a three point, a three minute, 49 second, a 349 uh, mile. Uh, Oliver Hoare in second, Chariot third, Kip Sang in fourth, and Hawker in fifth. Uh, if I'm looking at the race, it was a pretty bad race strategy for Cole Hawker. Um, he got stuck in, stuck behind Chariot and Kip Sang. It looked like he had a, a kick that could go ahead of them, ahead of them, but it was like a brick wall. Like it was Chariot, Kip Sang that were were lining up. Uh, they were in lane one and two, really close to each other, and then right behind them, kind of in like a triangle, triforce type situation was uh cole hawker and so he was just stuck right behind them and and you can't go run around them there's only like 15 meters left so that that would have taken too much time but uh if he can race strategy better you know he, he's got an opportunity to be in that conversation for the 1500 you know when that when that's going down um next topic that i want to talk about uh and this is going to be the last topic as well uh we're going to look at micaiah williams so Makai Williams had an amazing race this past this past year. He runs uh, last past weekend. He runs a 9.86 uh, at the, the the preliminary rounds. It's the second fastest time in the world uh, behind Omen Yala, who ran a 9.85. Uh, this guy has gone 9.8 twice this year, including a time of 9.83, which he ran earlier this year, which was a plus 2.5 win, so a little bit over the, the legal limit there. But right now, it's Makai Williams' uh, national championship to lose, in my opinion. He's proven that when he races, he is extraordinarily consistent, and he runs at a very high level. And I believe that he's going to continue to do so throughout the the rest of the season. The thing that is standing in between him and a championship the most, in my opinion, is himself. If he's able to to get out the blocks well and and you know finish the whole thing, then no one no one can stop him. The only t reason I'm saying that is last time we saw him at the national championship indoors, he false starts. 
And so if he doesn't false start and he gets a clean race off, I don't see many people being able to check him. Like, unfortunately, Devontae Burnett, like he's injured. He's not going to be doing this thing. The other other athletes that have the opportunity to do that, um, you know, you, you got uh, Tennessee uh, with Favor Ash. You got uh, New Orleans. He's going to be uh, coming out here running fast. Uh, Matthew Bowling, Fambule, like all these guys will have opportunities to be pushing uh, Makai Williams to win, but he's coming in as the favorite and he should win. If he can put together a, a championship, uh, I, I think it's going to be hard to uh, not have him in the top three for, for a Bowerman, even with his uh, false start that he had earlier on uh, in the, the indoor nationals. So he's looking, uh, he's looking really good. Uh, other things that went down in the college uh, standpoints that was exciting. I mean, uh, Fambule, uh, he, he was just reeling athletes in, uh, in the, the 200, like they, the even, no, the 100, sorry. Uh, it was really funny because when he was running, one of the announcers actually uh, had said like, oh, Fambule with his patented uh, slow start. And it's like, man, this guy can't, <laughs> this guy just can't get a break. Like that was, uh, you know, that was funny. Um, in the D2 region, so we, we go there, Brandon Miller of, uh, of GVU, uh, Grand Valley, he ends up running a 20.20. What was most impressive about that, if you're, you're taking a look at the video, is that he reeled in Benjamin Osmati. So he was behind him by about a meter and a half going into the the last power of the race. So there's probably about 50 meters left in this race. And uh, Azamati has about a meter and a half uh, lead on Brandon Miller. And Brandon Miller just reels him in and ends up out leading him at the line and, and getting the W there. Uh, this guy, he's also uh, transferring over to Connecticut for ne next year. So we're going to be seeing him in the Power 5 region this upcoming season. But just a really, a really cool race uh, that we saw there. So uh, a lot of stuff going on in, in the college standpoints. Uh, that's all I wanted to talk about right now. Uh, next week, we're going to be having our NCAA Mega episode. Uh, so we're going to be breaking down every single event for the men and for the women for the national championship. Uh, we're going to have some guests joining us, you know, during the sprints, distance, all that type of stuff. We're going to have other athletes, you know, helping us out discussing what's going on. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be really exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it'll be a long, long episode. It'll be probably about two hours or so, maybe even a little longer. Um, but I uh, hope that you, you guys enjoy that. That's going to be it for, for us here with Track World News. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode. I sure did. If you want more content, go and follow us over on Instagram at Track World News. Uh, also make sure you leave a like, subscribe, leave a review, comment. All that stuff helps us know you're enjoying the content that we're having going on here. Uh, that's going to be it for us. Have a good one. Peace.